it's going. It's going. Mm-hmm. We're back. And on it fucking Texas. <laughs> How long's it been? Six months. Six months. It's crazy. Bas- exactly six months. Is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Our, it seems the first, like longer than that. First one was like, wasn't it recorded on Coda's birthday? I think so. Six, well, you six. you know that more than me. Yeah, six, six. It six, was. six, yeah. Now That's, it's 12, 10. Damn. Yeah. A lot can change. A lot yeah. can happen. How you been? I've been great, man. Yeah. I feel fucking great right now. That's this good. has been a great time. I've been You're also awesome... drinking the highest caffeine content coffee ever. I'm also on LSD, so there's that too. Are you? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. No. I'm you not. just went over to Eric's desk. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah, we are we are in Austin, Texas, and if you're not on some sort of psychoactive or drinking kombucha or cold brew on tap, are you even in Texas? Are you even in Austin, Texas? Yeah, we went to a restaurant last night that, incidentally, just the square footage around the restaurant is not in Austin, Texas, because they didn't have kombucha on tap. It's true. Yeah. It was very white, but it was a very good salad. It was a very good meal. Yeah. I I ate junk food there. I enjoy this place like as much as I can make fun of, uh, of, of how it is because of the, because of all that, it's really nice to like go and get like a nice healthy meal, like basically wherever like, yeah. you can't do that really in Pittsburgh. Where, it's where weird, man. From, it doesn't, you know? yeah, it doesn't have the same, like, how would you describe it? Like, uh, the like infrastructure of like pizza restaurants and like shitty, like fried chicken joints and like you know, bad, like whatever. Like if you walk around like downtown in Pittsburgh, like it's either like really overpriced trendy food or like really bad, like corner store, like Jimmy John's kind of things. Right. And it's like here there's my, the reason I like a lot of the restaurants is they're all kind of the middle ground. You know what I mean? Where the food is like, it's like mid-level, you know, where you're going to spend like a little bit more than if you went to, jimmy john's actually you're probably gonna spend a lot more but like more yeah. th- more than a tgi fridays or something like that and it's then not ridiculous no it's not at all and like my meals average probably somewhere between like 30 and 60 for the most part yeah, it's not I bad get, at all I for like the amount that i eat and the quality of the food yeah you're fucking huge bro yeah so i fucking i enjoy it i enjoy it a lot shout out ty fresh for supplying <clears throat> at least 50% of the calories that I've had since I moved here. In the Onnit Cafe, the beautiful humans that work there and supply me with smoothies and coffee for like four days straight every time I'm here, and you yeah. probably a lot. It's awesome. Every day, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I spend too much too much time and money there, but it's okay because it's all, it's all good stuff. How long have you been working here now from when we first talked? Uh, I mean, well, I'm that ten, was six months, but... I'm 10 days away from seven months. You loving it still as much as ever? Yeah, man. It's a difficult it's a difficult world though. It's not it's not what I thought it was going to be. Isn't that how it always is? Of course. Yeah. And it's like for a while I was truthfully like really upset about like the job not being what I thought it was going to be. Ooh. And Explain. it's this, it's this weird so the idea for context um I pitched Aubrey Aubrey Marcus and his team a job to be their video producer but the idea that I had was way more like artistically in line 
And it was almost kind of cocky in a way to think like, hey, you're going to pay me to basically make music videos for you. You know what I mean? And that is a small part of the job. Like I get to make one of those like every couple months, like make a cool montage with music and like a really beautiful thing. But the, the idea that I had that that was going to be the entirety of my job was kind of naive. And so the reality of editing entire podcasts, creating social media clips, like thousands upon thousands of videos. Like I, I went through like maybe three months ago, how many videos I had made. And it was like 822. It's fucking crazy. And I was just like, wow. And that doesn't mean that they're all individual projects. Like a lot of it is like copy and pasting and stuff like that. But the amount of like exported projects I had was 822. And some of those are duplicates and some of those are like the same thing edited over and over. But that's a lot of times to hit share on the video program and like, you know, export master file. And it's like a, yeah, dude, you're fucking working. That's no doubt about that, man. Yeah. You're killing it on massive levels and I'm proud of you. I'm inspired by what you do. Well, thanks, man. And I'm not the only one. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, and, uh, I can relate, man. I thought my job was going to be drawing coffins for a living. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's it can it's be, whole, it can be, but it it's won't a whole be. lot more than that. But mm. it's uh, super gratifying. If you were just fucking around making music videos and that was it, I feel like you would feel like less good. Yeah, and so that's kind of the idea that I got to recently was like this thing, whatever this container this machine is that we're working in with with Aubrey's team it's bigger than every person here himself included you know what I mean like especially the fit for service mastermind like it's not it's it's not what we thought it was going to be when it first started like the coaches the you know the people that put it together the people that joined like it's spread so far beyond. So my work has been to like submit myself to something greater than myself and not be like the egotistical child that needs everything to go his way. Super heavy metal, man. Really? (laughs) In a way. Yeah. And we have this weird, we have this weird idea that, you know, in a lot of, um, like spiritual communities and you know things you'll see online people are like if something doesn't serve you cut it out it's toxic it's leeching your energy and stuff like that a part of me believes that that can be true if you're in an abusive relationship fuck that person get out you know like yeah. that makes a lot of sense but if you're just like not happy with something not going your way there is something to like pushing through it and becoming okay with it why should life just be so good all the time? But the thing is, is it is. Even sure. when you're struggling and even when you're like doing work, like even when you're sad, even when you're tired, like you're going to miss that when you die. If if there is some sort of like waking light after you die where you're able to like look back and you're just this formless, infinite ocean of light and you can look back on your life you're gonna be like fuck i can't feel anything anymore i missed rain like i missed i I missed being hung over and chugging fuck yeah coffee and trying to get shit done yeah man i missed getting punched in the face i missed all these different things like that's a really wild notion and so yeah like the the grind like if you think about it like a video game like it's not super enjoyable 
to just like grind in a video game. It's gratifying because you're making progress and you get little notifications on the screen and points and gold coins and experience and all that shit. But like, that's not the fun part. The fun part is the boss battles and the, you know, completing the quests and the cutscenes and all those, all that cool shit. It's like, that's the same with life where I have a grind, but then in two days we're going to Malibu and I'm going to be shooting basically the final meeting of this year long experience that all of us have been involved in here. And I'm like, I'm, I cry when I think about it because it's like, it's the, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever been involved in. And I get to use my gift as a, as a filmmaker to show people what love and community looks like in an artistic, fun, expressive way with music and fun colors and editing and all these different things. And it's like, that's what makes staring at the same screen, hitting the number one and number two key back and forth on my keyboard, trying to edit a podcast, switching between camera one and camera two and timing it with the audio for three hours. Like that's what, that's what makes it worth it. You know, truth. And it doesn't even have to be with just work, you know, like it's your life experience. Like think of the amount of like menial kind of monotonous maintenance, menial monotonous maintenance. Let's go. Think of, <laughs> think of those, the amount of things you do in your day that are just like, whatever, like the, the things you wish a robot could just like take over for you. You know what I mean? If you wish you could just like wake up in the morning chores because it's distracting you from your mission, bro. You're so, we're so important. I can't fucking do the dishes. <laughs> you know, we gotta, I do. We gotta... I, it's funny. Cause I actually feel that way. I sometimes do too. But, but then I'm like, Hey, reality check, bitch. You're well, just like everybody else for now. Yeah. If you could afford an assistant, you would. I don't know though. You would. That's what the wench is for back home <laughs> <laughs> yikes <laughs> just kidding love you yeah no as soon as i cross a certain income threshold i'm getting someone that like i'm getting a, a house person yeah i feel like that's a natural progression yeah and it doesn't but have to be like time. a live-in nanny that you pay like 80k a year to like take care of your kids and shit it's like a person that works part-time and they come they come clean your kitchen and let your dog out and vacuum and then leave and you give them you know 80 bucks for that work or 150, whatever the amount is for their hours that day. But if you can't afford that for those that can't, and if they you have can't, a mission that then they feel like they're being distracted from their mission, their work or whatever, because they have to do this shit. Like you just kind of have to embrace it and enjoy the grind and make it part of your, like, that's how I justify it to myself. Like if my, if my crypt is not up, up to my standards, if then your like, crypt is not kept is my crypt. If my crypt is not kept, then like, you can't, I can't do anything right. You know, yeah. I have to have like a home base that is like, what's up? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Did, I know, agree I completely. My thing. And then you build from there. And having, having the thought that you're, when you're doing those things, if you allow yourself to kind of like funnel your consciousness into that moment and you just treat it almost as a meditation and you're just like, it's almost recharging to do dishes when you're just there yeah. doing the fucking dishes. You're not like expending your energy into the dish because you fucking hate it. And you're so upset that you have to scrub these goddamn eggs off this dish. Cleaning up the dog shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just like, and you have you, whenever you get, you're in like a, 
you know, your, your sympathetic nervous system is activated. You're kind of stressed out and you're like doing this task out of like frustration or hatred or obligation. I'm super guilty of that and it drains you. But if you're just like, I'm going to just take deep ass breaths and I'm going to scrub this dish and I'm just going to be with the dish. It sounds so corny, but it works. You are the guru, dude. Eh, you're getting there soon. It's funny. I'm starting a cult. I know you are. Yeah. Except I it's going to be I, the least culty cult of all time. I, lo- I love you for what you do. It's funny. Thanks, man. Likewise. God damn. It's weird. But yeah, working hard like that and like, you know, your work and then having like normal mundane tasks to do. If I feel like if I, like me personally, like I don't know if it's like my punk rock upbringing, but like I ha- feel like I have to do shit like myself. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to, like, like, it takes a lot of time if just think about Death Comes Lifting, like, packing orders and writing notes and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if I don't do that, like, if my hands don't touch the shirt and, like, write you a note and, like, pack up the shit, then, like, that is something that's getting lost if, like, somebody else does that. Like, I want that transfer of energy or yeah. something to, like, the customer or to the supporter or to, like, you know, whoever. Like, I want to feel that. And when the moment that, like, I make my girlfriend do it or, like, hire a secretary or an assistant or somebody, then, like, I feel like something's lost there. And, like, um, I have good, problem relieving. Good luck generating a scalable business with that mentality. But it's what <clears throat> it's what is going to make it work now. Yeah. And it's what has, like, I feel that the people that receive that stuff from you they feel like they got a piece of you. They feel connected to you because of that. Yeah. And that's something that's going to make it really dope right now. But eventually that's not going to be feasible for you. Eventually. No. Yeah. But But for right now, maintain as much as I can while relinquishing some of that, you know, power in a way. Yeah. And and I think that whenever the time comes for you to not do that anymore, you'll have a greater appreciation for the business as a whole because you were the dude doing that shit at the beginning. Oh, yeah. You know, well, you're doing it yourself. There's plenty of other ways that I can transfer that energy to my to the army. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's, <clears throat> like, yeah, your energy is better served on a podcast forum, giving, giving people something that yeah, they can take home and really think about. And courses and programs and just really helping people is the is yeah the yeah yeah I and know. it's like there's it's just different forms of it at different levels like it's just my mental fucked upness that just like i can't i have a hard time just like stopping that you know yeah and that's that's cool i have a hard time stopping masturbating same you know yeah, so yeah. it's like it's we true. all have a thing yeah yeah hey, i'm addicted to chewing tobacco you are you yeah. have a shit ton of it you have way more of it than i thought you did it's not chewing tobacco it's snooze it's different it's oh, nice and it's, it's, it's clean it's clean it's healthy it has less carcinogenic chemicals in it it's not a drug man it's fine yeah it's as, fucking amazing as though. i sit here drinking liquid cocaine this yeah. is fuck yeah coffee liquid cocaine yeah it basically is it's funny man like as you as you begin to release things and you just you become like less and less you you know become more if that makes sense i know that that's kind of like a trite you know cliche in a lot of ways but as you start to like do the work on yourself and like push yourself past your boundaries and confront your fears and heal your wounds and look deeply into yourself you become less like you're holding on to less but you're 
the thing that comes that the thing that's being hidden by that like yarn ball of like trauma and addictions and weird behavior patterns and stuff like that is covering this like little spark of light on the inside of you and as you start to peel all of that stuff away the light becomes brighter so it's like as you become as you as you carry less you become more in a lot of ways and so for me personally just like releasing one addiction and then just being like oh yeah i've got like three more okay cool just gonna have to continue to work on that and caffeine tobacco masturbating those are all part of it you know anything yeah literally anything you can be addicted to the stress chemicals that arise whenever you get into like a fight or flight state and that's that's all of like dr joe dispenza's stuff relationships exist they get addicted to fighting yeah 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 that's that's insane and one of the things that has really helped me um understand people a lot better recently is is that exact idea that like people people's a lot of relationships are two people have like their own puzzle piece and it's because of their like childhood wounds and their trauma and they find a puzzle piece that fits that shit exactly and they just are both in their dysfunction that complement each other in this extra dysfunctional way. Mm-hmm. And then they just dysfunction at each other. And it's like, that's the entirety of the relationship. They never actually see each other. And Eric, who you've had on the podcast, I work with him and live with him. Eric Godsey. Yeah. yeah. Look him up on Instagram. The dude's a fucking wizard. He, uh, he's definitely worth your time exploring. I wanted to get him back on here during this time, but next time it'll yeah. happen. He's a hard dude to get a hold of. That's great. That's what makes me like him more. Yeah. You got to add him on Google calendar like a month ago. It's annoying. All right. I'm in. Did you I know that I have that. to add him to a Google calendar invite to get him to go to dinner with me? And you like live with him? Yeah. 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 It's fucked up. Douche. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah. But what he, what he told me um, a while ago that really stuck with me was that if you are like completely open and this isn't like a tangible calculation, but it's kind of the truth. If you think of the scope of the human psyche, if you're like a really open conscious person and you can like deeply connect with people, like you can hold eye contact with someone for a long time, you can speak your truth. You can take in their shit and not react to it. And you, you live with that person like in truth, like in love for 60 years and you die together like a you know like the perfect relationship if you really quantified it like that you might actually know them one or two percent if you're lucky interesting you know you might know two percent of who they are after all that time and all of that space together because our minds and like our our consciousness is so deep and so complex that you will never You'll never know anybody that you're around, you know, like fully. You can get this idea, but it's all like projection. It's all this like mirror dance that we're doing. And it's really fascinating to think like that, that some people are getting, are married to people that they know like 0% of or like 0.1%. I would think most people are. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And it's like, a, you know, it really makes me, excuse me, this coffee is a thick one today oh yeah it is it's got a nice bite to it this um mocha mct oil is what's going on 
Yeah, man. Honestly, I mean, let's talk about that. If in terms of consciousness, for a second, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. The uh, what's it called? It's uh, on its Black Rifle Coffee Company crossover um, MCT oil creamer mocha flavor. It's a uh, it's titties, man. Yeah, it's, it's fucking like 6 incredible. AM right now, and I feel amazing. Yeah, I mean. I'm being fat adapted. What's up, Laird Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to nasal breathe and be fat adapted. Let's go. Yeah, it's really, so I mean, it's my favorite. I, uh, I basically threw out, not that I owned any of them, but like I used to, you know, use the almond one or the coconut or the cinnamon. When the mocha came out, that's it. It's the only one. You have an unfair uh, access to supplementation by working here, I feel like. Um, you do and you don't, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you want to try something, yes. But then like to keep purchasing it. You yeah. Have to, yeah. Yeah. You have to like still go through the same hoops as everyone else. What do you like the most? Like what's out your, of what's on your... its products or just yeah, in general? Just, well, both. Um, on its products. My favorite is the key minerals. I think that's something that's like... That's like a baseline, like a multivitamin kind of thing, right? Yeah, except it's like a multivitamin that makes sense. Because yeah, what, yeah. most for the most part, vitamin supplementation, unless you're unless you're vegan and you need to take like B12, D3, and K2, there's... I mean, you can do it and it'll help you in the right amounts, but it's almost not even worth it because you can get all of that stuff through food. And that's a better source, like a whole food source of vitamin C is so much better than taking, you know, just emergency, which is like the most annoying thing in the world to me. Dude. Okay. They have them on top of the water filter here. I hate that. What the fuck? I I see that. And I'm like, do you know where we work? Like, why do we have that shit there? Sugar and vitamins that don't work. Yeah. And it's like very, very low quality ascorbic acid, which is just like vitamin C's like bastard child version, you know, and it's just like not, it's not what you want. If you're going to take vitamin C, you should probably take um, uh, liposomal vitamin C. What were we just talking about that um, it's some sort of obscure berry that has like a super high concentration of vitamin C more than oranges or something like that? Oh, um, sea buckthorn? Maybe. That was one of them. That's the one yeah. that we were talking about that's good for your skin, that dyes your okay. skin yellow. Right. If you get sea buckthorn oil. Um, I'd have to ask Austin what that is because he was talking about it. Yeah, there's something there. But, like, the idea of, like, oh, just when I'm getting sick, I just take an emergency and eat an orange and drink orange juice. I feel like it's, I'm just, like, I cringe every time. Yeah, it's yeah. Such, such bullshit. But the reason, getting back to the thing, the reason yeah. why I really like um, Key Minerals is it has two things in it that... Um, are kind of ignored in our diet and that's boron and iodine and they're I couldn't if you asked me to actually elaborate on why those things are important for you just take it for granted if they are <laughs> well yeah I mean that's the truth that it's I like world. yeah yeah and but I know yeah. I know that we don't get the amount of like seafood or you know what i mean like the the iodine that would be in like shrimp or fish or something like that like i'm not getting that amount yeah like that kind of shit it's weird man like if you if you paid attention to every person's diet advice if you like cumulatively looked at what like all of the people recommend as like being a healthy amount of different supplements and vitamins each day Mm -hmm. you could never fucking do it 
No, you just kind of have to dilute all that down into what works for you, and that's why people can't do that, get overwhelmed. So I get fucking overwhelmed, and I think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, know? and there's like there's very few supplements that have, oh, fuck. Let's go. I need to get back on this stuff. I completely forgot that it existed. I'm glad I could remind you. What are we talking about? Okay, there's this product called MitoCore, and um, it's not an audit product. If you go online and just type in MitoCore, it, dude fucking mitochondria like health yeah it was formulated for um hiv patients to perfect for me yeah well drinking all that blood bro drinking all that blood yeah Yeah. man (laughs) (laughs) you fucking true yeah me and magic johnson yeah he beat it dude so did i oh okay by using mitocore yes oh shit that's sponsor sponsor for the podcast first one Mitocore. That would be dope, honestly, because I they. I mean, it is. <laughs> what a pitch! <laughs> I have AIDS. Sponsor me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have AIDS. Everybody, I'm sorry. Yeah. To, every, to anybody that has AIDS, I love you. You know what's weird, man? Is AIDS feels like a derogatory term for HIV, even though it's not. It's just the it's just the thing that happens when you contract HIV. Yeah, man. It's, it's you know it's AIDS. AIDS is not a virus that you get you don't get aids by having sex from someone aids oh. happens because you have hiv that you, you got appropriating from someone. my aids yeah thank you for being honest anyway <laughs> mitocore is legitimately the only like if you looked at the label you'd be like this is the most insane multivitamin ever made you know what i mean okay it has fucking everything in it but there's a few key ingredients that are like i wish i had a bottle here right now so i could read it because it's fucking like it's like a multivitamin well that's what also mitochondrial health no so it's like it's for mitochondrial health but the things that are good for mitochondrial health are vitamin there are some vitamins you know what i mean and there's a lot of like compounds and minerals and different like isolated chemicals for lack of a better word i know that's not something that you want to say you want to say like compounds or ingredients you know because it sounds cooler but it's you know it's chemistry and man whenever i was taking it like i would take uh four of them in the morning it's a huge bottle and you're supposed to take like two two to four at a time or something like that and it was like having like a little it was like having a snooze or like having like a cup of coffee that like lasted the whole day you know like a subtle cup of coffee. Yeah, that's awesome. Not like, like a, a sustained release. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like, it's really amazing. That's why I love red light therapy, uh, sauna, and uh, ice baths. Because those those three here, things man. help your mitochondrial health. And if your cells are doing better, then everything about you does better. Yeah, I felt so good the past couple of days. Just because we've saunaed and juved and... Uh, t- took the first ice bath i've ever did in my life that was the first time yeah like submerged like that i've done cold showers i stand by cold showers all the time like yeah that's that's helped me a lot but being submerged in that ice bath dude that's something else (laughs) yeah man yeah it's because it's that's what's really interesting so bad but i felt fucking great yeah and so people um you know about cryotherapy like the cold air chamber things of course yeah so the chiropractor I go to has that, and I, I've done it before, but it's like head above thing. I feel like you need to go in the chamber for the real thing. Yeah, I would. You know? If I was, if I was going to do that, I would want my face to be in it to that's get the full what, that's, effect. That's what I mean. So I, yeah. I did it once and was like, eh. Yeah, I did the same thing. I tried cryo a few times, and it was the, the head 
chamber and I'm super tall. So it was like the shoulder below chamber and I kind of had to crouch and it was bullshit in a way. <laughs> That's hilarious. But what's interesting is that all of the people that like study like cold exposure and different things like that, there's something about the water being on your skin because it it's so the air, if you think about the way that like a cold gas would work is it's not going to like touch every single part of you. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's something about water, how it will touch every single like millimeter of surface area of anything that's in there. Yeah, especially in the bath. Yeah. The shower's kind of fucked up because you kind of got to like, it like hurts and you got to like squiggle and like worry about where yeah. you're going and lift up your arm and try to get on your dick and shit. You yeah. Know what I mean? There's yeah. a, there's a much more like immersive and almost like spiritual experience whenever you use it for, um, whenever you use it as a, like a plunge as opposed to a shower because you're, you're immersed in it and you're like, you're stuck and you can't, you're, unless you quit, at like 20 seconds you can't get out until you're like time is done so you have to like really focus on just like deep inhales and just like sitting with it and just like being there and not getting out in like a frantic stressed out like prey animal state like whenever i got in my body got stuck i saw you I like saw my nervous system my just eyes. fucking stopped you didn't move the whole time i was in there yeah. like i got up to like my armpits and my arms were on the outside of the thing and it just fucking stopped. And I was like, I even if I tried, I don't think that I could move back and get my shoulders and arms into this thing right now. And it was this weird experience where I was like, all right, I only want to do like two minutes and 30 seconds. They told me that the time was up. And I was like, I'm not going to get out until I know that my body's calm. Right. You know, and freak so, yourself out. Yeah, because you're just going to get out and like shiver and shake around and stuff. And like, that's how you get the the mental benefits of that thing, let alone all of the different, you know, inflammatory and, you know, immune system boosting benefits and mitochondria health, like all that stuff. And I've always hated the cold. Like I'm just super sensitive. Like I'm always bundled up. Like I don't, I just don't like it. So what I did was I took like a deep breath and then I literally visualized myself as sub zero from mortal Kombat. (laughs) And I just submerged myself and just like hung out there. And I thought I was sub zero the whole time. And that's what got me through it. So, I don't know if there's something. Thanks, to that, Ed Boone. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I was. It was super meditative and powerful. Then when I got out, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I can do basically anything." Yeah, because I never thought I could do it for that long. Like I thought I was going to get in and be like, "Sorry guys, I'm out." But yeah, I, I, I held it there for two minutes. Yeah, dude. And I was. It was. Uh, looking back on it, it really wasn't that hard. It, dude, that nothing is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what we were just talking about last night. Everything that you thought was like really hard in your life think about it now and it's like eh, that wasn't a big deal even if it was like the biggest deal truly you're gonna be all right like this was a a, a quote from from aubrey on one of his podcasts he said and i only know this by heart because i had to edit this clip and it like repeated i had to like fix this thing so it was just like over and over and over and over again i heard this it's almost not real then yeah, exactly, yeah. because it's just, like, burned into my brain because I looked at it on a screen for, like, you know, 20 minutes straight. Yeah. And it was, uh, if you're grateful that ev- if you're grateful for everything that happened in the past, why are you so scared of the future? Boom. You know what I mean? I love that. If you're grateful for every, like, every bad thing, like, for myself, like, every challenging, like, plant medicine ceremony I've put myself through, I'm afraid every single time. 
every time I drink ayahuasca or drink. You're, you get afraid, really? Every time. Before wow. we drank mushrooms the other day, I was terrified. Wow. Yeah, every time. And it's just like, why? Why do I put myself in that state? I shouldn't say every time. There's been times where I just, I drank that shit like is a it, fucking is jaguar. It, is it fear or is it like anticipation or anxiousness? It's not fear. It's not fear as in like, I'm afraid of what is going to happen. It's just like, I think it's the... I think it's the letting, it's the apprehension of like letting go of into the experience where it's like, once you drink it, you're in it until it's over. You can't turn it off. You know what I mean? If you try to, it's just going to go south for you. Yeah. And so it's really, um, it's really easy to do difficult things that you can just turn off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like an ice bath. You can turn that off at any time. You can just get out. And yeah, it's over the sauna. You can fun. just get out like a, a hard workout. You can just be like, fuck that. I'm done. So it's easy to, I don't feel fear whenever I'm doing those things. It's more so just like, mm, okay, am I really doing this right now? And you kind of have to get yourself into the zone to do it. But when it comes to like difficult psychedelic experiences, it's like every time it's like a, all right, this is like a, a solid commitment, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that like, I start to not like things it it may be challenging to ride that wave until it's over you know and I have every time you know even like getting torn into pieces and having all of my bones broken my eyes torn out and being set on fire when I was on ayahuasca I made it through that it's hardcore and I felt I that shit, the strongest I've ever felt in my entire life after that experience. Like I sat up and just sat there in like meditation, like a fucking warrior for the rest of the ceremony. And I, I was mean, like, it made you, I mean, I've known you my entire life. You're my best friend. You're a better person because of all that. I don't know if it's just because of all that. You obviously had to do work. I mean, that's what all that stuff doesn't like give you the answer. You kind of have to work for the answer. It lights your path. I feel like, yeah, but you are, uh, yeah, do you're a stronger, more like radiant more full of life human being well thank you man i and, appreciate uh, that yeah, and i feel like uh, everybody can take a little bit a little bit from that you know even if you don't have to do mushrooms or ayahuasca um just surrendering yourself to the experience and like living through that and like learning and like letting your ego dissolve like that could like because you did that you're not going to give up on your workout you're not going to get out of the sauna early you're not going to cut your work short mm-hmm. you know because, because you can tap into that that you've experienced in your head and some people most people don't like we were talking about most people quit at 40 percent. that's like Mm -hmm. the coolest thing i think david goggins ever said i have really mixed feelings on david goggins but like yeah i love that Mm -hmm. because like i find myself when i find myself trying to leave something on the table in the workout or in work or anything like that just think like you're probably at like 40 percent capacity yeah and unless you've done something like a ridiculously hard workout or psychedelic experience you don't know what 100 percent capacity of your mind is or even 80 percent yeah man i mean to that point like the most it's hard to quantify what the most difficult experience of your life has been Mm -hmm. but um like even those i'm not even sure if i was at capacity you know what i mean sure and so it's like an interesting thing um i won't go into too much detail about it because it's kind of a tangent but i've been working a lot with cambo which is a a tribal medicine from south america isn't it poison it's not necessarily poison um there are parts of it that are 
toxic to the human body if consumed like orally. Okay. So if you swallowed it, you could get very sick. There's actually a thing. People try to eat it and they get this thing called like the frog disease and it, you know, slowly kills I think you. That's what I was thinking. I thought it was like frog poison. Is yeah. That, so what Cambo is, is it's, it's the secretion from the giant monkey tree frog that lives in the Amazon. And when, if you swallowed that, like if you, if you were a predator and you ate that frog and it had secreted that stuff onto its back, mm-hmm. it would make you sick and most likely die. Yeah. Um, if you burn your skin and apply it in like a little ball of like, it's like a little mucusy, like waxy ball. And if you put it there, your lymphatic system knows what is toxic and what is not. So there are these peptides in it that are beneficial to the human body that actually match up pretty well or almost perfectly in a lot of ways with our neurochemistry and our body chemistry. The way it's been described to me is it's almost like Cambo and the human body were made for each other. If you look at the same way that we have um, cannabinoid receptors in our brain mm. that, that were almost made to eat or smoke cannabis in a lot of ways, it's the same thing. And um, dime bag. Th- dime bag, RIP. Piece, dime bag. Yeah. Those experiences are really, really, really fucking difficult. And it's hard to put into words like what that experience is like. Um, but that when you, when you put yourself through something like that and you put this strange frog secretion on your burnt skin and you have, 13 burns across your chest and you're on ceremony two out of three and in one night and you don't know okay i should probably give a little bit more context to this this feels a little this is awesome okay so recently um uh exactly one week ago actually i did this experience with cambo um called the warrior's triad and it's an initiation ritual that they use to initiate the young men of the tribe into the warrior culture that they're allowed to hunt and like hold rank in their, you know, very rudimentary, like hierarchical system. You know what I mean? Where it's like you are a child and then you're, you know, a initiate or whatever. And then you become a man basically. And I wanted to do that because we don't have any rites of passage in our culture. We have like graduating high school or like a bar mitzvah or something like that. If you're Jewish, we don't, if you're Jewish, if you're Jewish, I mean, you can have a bar mitzvah if anybody, I'm sure, but that's cultural appropriation. (laughs) Yeah. Are you, are you appropriating my matzah dude? What the fuck? Yeah. I understand what you mean though. We have really lame initiation rituals or lack thereof that makes us weak and yeah, literally, uh, like, our initiation shitty. rituals in our culture are, like, getting vaccinated and, like, graduating high school. You know what I'm like, saying? Yeah. Like, Which it's just, like, shit, you have no choice, really. Yeah. And if you, yeah, it's really easy. It's fucking, it's just really dumb. It's like. We're so fucked. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But we're not. But yeah, you know what I mean. We, I'm uh, not uh, 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 yeah. And so, um, I wanted to do that, and I wanted to release a lot of things that would be too much of a tangent to talk about right now. You can look at my Instagram and, and read the whole story if you want to. There's a whole there's a whole yeah, thing we'll about it. Link up your shit to this and like because uh, I want people to check out your videos and like the work you do and everything. We Fuck should, yeah, yeah we link will. It up. 
yeah, you'll, you'll you'll be able to see it. Yeah, you can find it in the description and stuff like that. Yeah, or uh, just at Wyatt Haggerty on Instagram. All the yeah. stuff is there. He's on Death Comes Lifting too. He's the uh, he's the big dude next to me. Yeah, in the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one of them. Make me look like I haven't lifted a weight in my fucking life. And yeah, <laughs> dude, it's great. Love yeah, it. for the first time in my life, I have muscles. It's nice. No, you look good. Thanks, man. Sweet. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Big mental strength, energy. Hey, man, it's what it's about. You're meant when you're mentally strong, your body will manifest that strength into the physical being. Yeah, I agree. And so that's the point of of that experience going through that rite of passage is like the reason why I feel weak and distracted and, you know, sick and depressed and all of these different things. It's an energetic illness. You know what I mean? If you really you, energetic illness I yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying though? Yeah. It's like there's a thing to it that's it's underneath your your cells, it's underneath your skin. It's something within. It's deep. Yeah. And it's like if the management of your energy is offline and your <clears throat> your attention and focus is in different things that are like draining you all the time, or you have certain addictions or certain patterns or or um people in your life or whatever your situation is, like you're not like you, the human body doesn't just get sick because it gets sick. You know what I mean? It's not just like, ah, oh, it's a faulty instrument and just fucks up and dies. Like it's, there's a reason behind it. There's a reason with your emotions, with your energy, with your lifestyle, with your diet, like all those things like contribute to the totality of your organism. And one of the ways that you can make the like energetic body that, is basically like the hand inside of the glove of the human body. A way to make that stronger is to purge yourself of the things that are blocking that energy. And so when you do something like this ritual that I participated in, where you burn 13, like almost like pencil eraser sized burns across your chest, you fill nine of those points with the Cambo secretion. You have a full ceremony where you purge and cry and sweat and you throw up and it's fucking horrifying for like 20 minutes straight it's like one of the most physically difficult things that you could possibly do then you take all those points off and you lay down and rest and then 20 to 30 minutes later you sit up and you fill 11 of those points and you do the whole thing again you take them off you rest and you sit up and you fill all 13 of those points and you have your final your final passing of the test. And interestingly enough, those three ceremonies were my 11th, 12th and 13th ceremony. And I most recently got 13 tattooed on my arm. Um, because 13 is the number of transformation. It's the number of rebellion. We've probably talked about this before on your podcast, but there's something symbolic about that experience for me because it gave me, it gave me like the time in my life where like it, or it gave me like a date where I could say from this date on, I felt for the first time that I was a man, you know, like that it, that there was something more going on because I had gone through that experience, you know, like, and sure it's superficial and almost like, how would you describe it? Like, and not superficial, but it's like self gratifying to be like, oh, I chose to do this hard thing and I'm going to pat myself on the back and call myself a man now. But I, I think really what it is is that now I know what like 
an actual hell looks like. So the hell that I've created in my mind in the past mm-hmm. isn't ain't really shit. that bad. You it know, ain't shit compared to that. In yeah. Case you thought you were hardcore. Like you know, talking, <laughs> but no, seriously though, like talking to the devil for six hours straight on ayahuasca traffic ain't shit compared to that. You know, right. Like bills are like, now when you say talk to the devil, okay. So what happened let's, was let's explain what the, what do you, <clears throat> what's your, what was your interpretation of the devil? Okay. So the devil because is I'm down with the devil. The devil is an archetype that exists within the human psyche, and it's it's a goat with tits and a huge dick, and that like <laughs> tempts you and uh, plays incantation really loud, or what is it? Okay, so that's like a completely different question. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Also, I just had to put it on the table. Yeah, because that that image of Baphomet is a symbol that represents what the devil is in the human condition. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. There's this amazing quote. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. And it's Lucifer was the one with so much love in his heart for humanity that he chose to hold the polarity opposite of Christ for the good of all human beings. I love that. Like that the darkness is equally as important as the light. And so for, for Christians out there, and I'm not trying to be one of those people that's like fucking God, church, whatever, Joel Osteen. The lions, man. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not one of those people because I understand why they think the way that they think and what they're trying to do. But the the massive fallacy in that idea that only God is good and the devil is temptation and the devil is there. You are the devil. You have the devil inside of you. Like you are equally the devil as much as you are Christ. And, and if that's, you think you don't, you're probably more the devil than you are Christ. Yeah, because that's a facade to pretend like, mm-hmm. hey, I ain't got shit. It's good vibes only. No, it isn't. Yep. You have the aspect, you have the spirit of a murderer inside you. Right. You everyone, know, everyone I mean, does. It's there a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. so... What what the devil is or what like Lucifer represents is like they call I th- I think it's he's called the challenger in the Bible, which is a really interesting word to use. And it's my awesome car. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Just, it's your I'm awesome sorry. green car. Yeah. My douche mobile. Yeah. Love it. The incredible Hulk's nut. That's right, baby. Yeah. So getting a honda civic next so that's fine cool yeah (laughs) that idea is basically that we need opposition in order to ascend to the light and the deeper that you go into hell like there's this great quote by um i think it's carl Jung. no tree with branches that reach up to heaven can it's or any tree with branches that reach up to heaven must have roots that stretch down to hell. And it's the idea that the further you go in one direction, the further you go in the other direction as well. So if you experience like an extreme high in your life, the contrast of that, like when that wave crashes is going to probably be the most difficult experience that you ever go through. And that, you know, in and out, like the, you know, changing of the tides and like the cycle of the sun and the moon that you experience metaphorically in your life, you will have significantly more difficult experiences and significantly more blissful experiences. And so the devil is that darkness, you know, it's the shadow that you're afraid to confront. It's all of those different things. And we've 
anthropomorphized this force inside of us as this thing that actually exists, you know, outside of time and is controlling our politicians and stuff like that, you know, and it's like, it could be, I don't know, but I think that you don't think everybody in Washington DC is a reptile. So that's, what's really interesting about my six hour experience talking to the devil. And whenever I say talk to the devil, it's like all five of my senses merged with all of human evil from throughout all of time and all aspects of humanity. That's what I mean by talking to the devil. I know, I know what you mean. It wasn't like me sitting across from you right now, just being like, "What's up, man?" And him being like, "You want to go to a strip club, dude? I know, <laughs> I know you want it, you know." And like just tempting me with like different things, coke, used cars, and strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was like, it was like let's. Uh, I mean, okay, so it was every vision from like the Pentagon in Washington D.C. And, like, experiencing this infinite psychedelic version of, like, the military, like, coming out of the Pentagon and, like, going overseas and killing children and, like, stealing oil and, like, all all of the things that you could say that are bad about, like, the military-industrial complex. That people are making money by turning other humans into hamburger meat. Like, that's... That's a reality. Yeah, that's an aspect of the devil. That's the opposition. What about the good that inherently comes with that, though? like our protection and safety and things like that too. Is that a joke? Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's a, that's a, a can of worms that I don't quite understand. So I don't, I tend to stay away from it until I, it's not my part of the garden right now, but it is, it is a thing that it's I think about. Yeah, me too. And I, you know, in that experience was like fully aware in every way of how that's, how that's real. The like human darkness on a global scale is like, you can't you can't deny that and I mean, so it's been then around forever though yeah and yeah. then it would go to you know these these images of almost like the arachnids from starship troopers like biting me and like t- tearing me into pieces and shit like that just like like just violence like in like every sense of the word like violence like incarnate and like compressed into one moment of this fucking creature that doesn't give a fuck about you just tearing you into pieces and you're just blood and guts going everywhere like so it's super you know um like metaphorical and really broad you know seeing the military you know putting its fingers everywhere and like the surveillance state and police and all this stuff in this one insane journey of an image and then you know this very acute moment of being like afraid and dying like a scared animal like that's the aspect of darkness that exists inside of us and so for six hours i went from every from all of those points and everything in between just like writhing around on the ground like resisting it the entire time and like every time i tried to surrender i felt like every part of me like swell up with like vomit like i was gonna just explode and i it was super fucking difficult and um what was hilarious about it was that the ceremony before that was so beautiful and so like perfect and it was just all just inspiring like fuck i'm gonna start this new life i'm gonna move to austin like i'm going to fulfill my dreams like everything is going to be perfect and so the next ceremony i was like yeah i just kind of want to celebrate 
um, this new life. Um, that's my intention for today. I just like to be at peace with what's going on. And you got fucked up. Yeah. And ayahuasca <laughs> was like, okay, <laughs> you, uh, you're getting a little bit too cocky kid. But what was really what I, um, like realized from it was if you want to be a hero, you have to realize the gravity of the situation that you're fighting against, you know? And so we're fighting a lot of shit, bro. The first ceremony was like, man, I could be a hero. And then the second ceremony was like, all right, if you want to be a hero, here's the dragon. Here's the deal. Yeah. And so that's what was, that's why bringing it back to like the very first thing we talked about, like the, it, it it's all like, it literally is all blessed. Yeah. And it's, it's so it's easy blessed, for us man. to say from our, like, I say that all the time though, but I mean it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's easy for us to say at 8:44 AM on a Tuesday in Austin, Texas, in this cute little office, drinking our coffee that all of the poverty and drug addiction and violence and human trafficking and stuff like to say that that's a necessary experience for humanity to go through. It's a f- like really fucked up kind of thing to say, and but it might be true. It might be true that the amount of darkness and confusion and and violence and destruction that we're experiencing right now is actually a necessary challenge for us. And therefore, if it's all of God, then it's love, essentially. Exactly. That like true love is is not coddling sweet bliss like sometimes true love is being like this is what's best for you wasn't it both yeah it, it's both and that's why it's the polarity and so that's why i love that quote about lucifer because it's like oh shit like if you really were to look at those two aspects of humanity the light and the dark as like anthropomorphized beings like jesus and lucifer it's really easy to be like oh yeah jesus is dope he loves us mm-hmm. but to really think about like Oh yeah, the one that wants us to kill each other also loves us too. Word. You know what I'm saying? Because he knows on some higher level that that temptation and that darkness and that, you know, aspect of ourselves that comes up at times to work through that and confront it is actually for our betterment and therefore it is out of love. And it's like it's a it makes my head spin sometimes when I think about it. See, you could do that, or you could do what I do and roll joints and listen to Morbid Angel and make peace with Lucifer that way. Yeah, that's my that's my preferred method. I have not done ayahuasca, but uh, yeah, I feel like that's more accessible to most people. Yeah, but like what you say, I love and I love your experience and like hearing that's awesome. Yeah, and shit. But um, you know, the roots that stretch down to hell, but also branches that reach up to heaven, is like a direct metaphor and. A, embodies itself with how you know even me and you have experienced extreme amounts of darkness whether it's induced through chemicals or whether it was our upbringing you know we've both Mm. had pretty fucked up things happen to us as kids or anybody i like the phrase happened for us for us yeah it did happen for us i'm thankful for everything i know you are too and i know a bunch of people out there share that ideology and the ones that don't you know you can't play victim your whole life Mm because then you lose yeah um but that's why the most positive people have are also at peace with the darkness and have experienced the darkness. That's a you know direct relationship, and I feel like that's where that all stems from, though. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I. That's what kind of what death comes lifting is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So that's like perfect. It is. Yeah. And you said you were going to be shitty on this podcast at 
7 a.m. or whatever time it is. I'm right on now. fire right and now. And you are like, yeah, I told you. Yeah. The morning is the time. Is it me. though? I, for me, anyway. Yeah, it's. I'm trying to make it my time. I also took modafinil. Oh, remember that as well. Yeah. I didn't. I got coffee and I'm good. Yeah, you're used to being being up at the crack of dawn. Yeah, man. I get yeah. rise with the wolves. But I also hey man, I've been getting like in. I've been getting into PM. work somewhere between seven thirty and eight fifteen every day. And usually I get in at like nine fifteen, like an asshole. You're also not vegan anymore. No. Yeah. Was I vegan the last time I was on the podcast? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Holy shit. I would. Let's talk about that. Okay. Let's, let's get into that a little. All bit. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, because like you know, I've. Uh, yeah, I was. I've experimented I'd... with the vegan diet and. Uh, yeah, let me see. Let, let's let's talk about your experience, and then uh, okay. I'll, I'll uh, inject some some sh- some venom into it. All right. So, long story short, uh, I was in the throes of being single for the first time in four and a half years, and I was fucking a lot. And uh, someone told me that eating meat would help me fuck better, and so I said, "Yeah." That's pretty much what every dude our age might do. So, um, yeah, but no, the that's like the most like. <laughs> just abrupt and shitty version of that story but essentially that's but what that's it is. what happened yeah. so and, um, and did it work i was because in apparently in this new movie game changers like you get boners from they prove that you get better boners from eating a plant-based diet that's not true i'm sure it's not okay there's <laughs> I'm, well that's like okay there's so there's so many factors but like essentially this is what this is what happened i was in uh tulum with um, with everyone from work, we were hosting a retreat for the fit for service mastermind. And there's this guy there. Um, his name's Dr. Dan angle, E N G L E. And yeah, I encourage great. anybody, um, listening to check him out. He's one of the most like, I've went deep into Dan angle before. No sexual pun intended. So on here, no, not on oh, here, just but like, like in my life. Like oh just yeah. Studying his He's work. He's great, thing, man. Yeah. If you check out, um, he and Dan Angle, if you type in, if you go to Joe Rogan's YouTube page and search Dan Angle, he has a podcast where him and Aubrey went on like four or five years ago. And it's amazing. Oh, that's right. I forgot about they that. They talk, they go really deep into some pretty amazing subjects. Like they talk about animal nature and psychedelics and, you know, different mind things. And it's, it's but really like, great. It's a shame that like most people though, like just immediately dismiss all that shit. Yeah. You know, because it came from Aubrey and Dan Angle, and or they like just they can't too, handle woo woo, yeah. and they have to yeah. think like in terms of conventional medicine, or like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, you know, and it's but, okay, and that's 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 part of the devil. That's part that of the resistance. Soon, but essentially, um, we had a, a staff dinner kind of thing, and we were all just like hanging out, and I was talking to him, and I was like, man, I just don't, I don't feel good. Like I just don't know what it is, and something is telling me that it's my diet. And he was like, well, tell me about your life. Like, what are you doing now? And I was like, honestly, like I'm working more than I ever had in my entire life. I work with a gym in the same building. So I'm working out more than I ever have in my entire life. And I'm having more sex than I've ever had in my entire life also. And he was like, think about what all those things are. Those are the bottom three chakras. Those are the bottom three energetic centers of your body. You're just depleting yourself. And you're eating plants. Those are high vibrational things that you eat to decrease the density of your energetic body where your energy can flow more freely, right? 
And that's why you would eat like a raw vegan diet before going to do ayahuasca because you want to be in that like meditative, still high vibrational state. He's like, you're pushing yourself. Like give your body like a a foundation to live from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, so you're telling me that eating meat is going to help me with creativity, working out and fucking. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, done. And that was it good and yeah. you feel better and significantly you, better you look significantly better yeah man like yeah, i've put it's on not just because i'm low-key attracted to you because we're boys but yeah. <laughs> just like, you do look like objectively look a ton better thanks man and, uh, when i experiment you know i experiment with diets just to see what happens like i'm not uh, ideologically aligned with anything i like yeah. to i pride myself on eating a balanced diet and not belonging to any sort of weird fitness community. Like I'm a gum keto, I'm carnivore. There's like, I'm the same way, man. There's like communities based on that, which I feel like just defeats the whole purpose. Do you know where, so have stupid. you, do you know what I, who I deal with all oh, the time? I know I'm, I'm talking to the listeners. I know what you do. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. It's yeah, fucking we're on like, it right now. Yeah. I'm and, fucking keto. I'm keto adapted, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Like yeah. what, what the fuck? I eat a balanced diet. I do like, I like to, there might be this might not make sense but like so i do i'm heavy into yoga right Mm -hmm. now at this stage of my life and i work i lift weights three to four times a week and do yoga like you know three or four times a week you know so Mm -hmm. i do something every day but uh on days i just do yoga sometimes like i like to do a more plant-based approach yeah like in on days i lift i lift and you know conditioning or whatever i'm doing that i i crave meat protein you know shit like that so i don't eat a vegan diet so i like to like use those as kind of cleansing meditative days where i eat more of a plant-based i pretty much eat eggs every day Mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything wrong with eating eggs no matter what diet you're on yeah and so that's why the the thing eggs are the eggs and like well avocados are a plant but like basically those types of fat that like saturated fat um is the it's good for your it's good for your boners good cholesterol straight up yeah testosterone yeah and so the idea if you you don't have the capacity to get a boner aka being a woman (laughs) yeah they're good for you too true yeah yeah same with a maca powder um maca powder gives you crazy boners and but it also increases the blood flow to the erectile tissue of the female organs as well so Viagra is going to be so mad at us. They're going to come after the death comes lifting podcast. For, fuck them. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, what you're saying about the diet makes a lot of sense. And that's, that seems like an intuitive decision that you made that like in a textbook sense, you know, if you were talking about a textbook that was made like 5,000 years ago, like the yogic Vedic texts, like mm-hmm. that would make a lot of sense. Exactly yeah. what you're saying where it's like the, power output required to support you know really heavy lifting that or that or the the energy required to support that kind of output is for the most part going to be found unless you're eating like a fuck ton of rice and beans like Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be found in in meat Mm -hmm. you know and that's antithetical to the last three and a half years of my life up until up until six months ago or like five and a half months ago i was hardcore completely vegan like no cheating mm-hmm. at I all you were. yeah and like i was bought into the belief system you know and i really thought that it was going to make me healthier and be better and 
it didn't and that's okay it did for a time because when you well, switch your cleansing di- experience yeah so when you switch your diet at all everybody feels fucking amazing because you're eliminating a lot of stuff that fall into that trap that yeah so the reason why the carnivore diet works to um change autoimmune diseases is because it's the most hardcore elimination diet right you're getting like if you're eating like organic grass-fed beef and like that's liver it. meats and like that's it you you're getting like no pesticides no lectins no anti-nutrients like whatever you want to say no whatever carbs, would be in no, plants no inflammation yeah, yeah nothing like you're that's why it works you know and that's why so, fasting works too yeah that's know? why fast, that's why fasting the potato works well. diet works too you know well i don't know if the potato diet works the resistant starch man yeah, but there's cool like a whole the there's a whole thing and like this is like super deep, super off the deep end, but um some people believe that starches like make you insane and that like the reason why humanity is all fucked up is because we eat potatoes and bread. That might be a little bit of a stretch. What if they're right though? Why does starches make you insane? Do you know anything about that? Because Can the earth is neither flat nor round. You're correct. <laughs> yeah i had i had a friend of mine say that to me and i was like see the thing is i was like i didn't know there was a third option most people just to just need to eat better like you can go deep into the woods with all this all these diets like especially if you're like on our level of health and wellness and into this shit like you can like it's like catabolizes itself almost you know it's like you're chasing your tail with Mm -hmm. like the right things to do by being so healthy Mm -hmm. where like 90 percent of people just need to eat a more balanced diet and go for walks yeah you know and get more sunlight i think yeah dude i think uh like just go basics all the time this is what i would encourage people to do if you're if you're struggling to like figure that stuff out yeah um i would start i would start with like taking your shirt off and walking around in the sun for like 30 minutes a day. Yeah. If you can, if there is sunlight, where I wish you are. I could do that more, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. just do like, do one, like something like that. Don't even worry about the diet. Don't work about, don't worry about the exercise. Just Start do there, that. Move, get sunlight. And do whatever happens like intuitively. And I would be willing to bet that like 80 plus percent of people would just intuitively start to work out and intuitively start to eat better. Right. When you do that, do you do you crave McDonald's? No, fuck no. Exactly. Like fuck exactly, no. Exactly. Yeah. I crave junk food whenever I don't go outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I crave junk food whenever I'm like or whenever I used to be hungover. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and you junk food to us is like I mean junk food to me is like instant apple cinnamon flavored oatmeal. You know, that's what like a lot. That's what people yeah. consider. Like a well, lot of people. I mean, if you if you healthy. looked at the ingredients, it's kind of similar to like eating gummy worms in a lot sure. of ways. You know, besides yeah. the like whatever nutrients but are in the oats themselves. Those but, are marketed as healthy. You know, and a lot of people think that like that's healthy. Well, yeah. Right? Whenever if there's ever just the word sugar on a label, don't eat it. Right. You know what I mean? Or instant for that matter, probably. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Unless it's coffee. No fuck dehydrated coffee. Give me a break. It's um, not gonna kill you. Yeah, the I've snorted it. You've snorted dehydrated coffee. I've done a lot of things in my life. I'm not proud of. Um, do you know what hyphy mud is? Nope. I forget what the dude's name is, but he's a really large oh, bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cali Muscle. Cali Muscle. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know exactly what that he puts, is. He puts Let's go. Instant coffee in like Coca Cola or something like that, and like, yeah, it's like or, the prison mass gaining diet. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like just glycemia. ramen. 
Yeah, just ramen you make in a toilet. I mean, he's he's holding it down for the underground, dude. Or he's just on an insane amount of steroids. No. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's an interesting I wonder, what, is thing. he still doing this thing? Cali Muscle, I haven't heard about him in a It while. doesn't matter. Is he dead? It's too far off. C.T. Fletcher's too still alive, the, too? C.T. Fletcher's still alive. I like C.T. Fletcher, I feel like. Yeah, dude. I like him a lot. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, he has a he has the heart of a woman now. Uh-huh. Yeah, he got a heart transplant. And it's a it's a chick, and he power lifts. It's really weird, and he's like old. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he I said he that. had to confront aspects of his masculinity because he has a woman's heart now. That's fucking awesome. It'll, I think so yeah. too. Yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while. My favorite, my favorite. Uh, oh, I wish I remembered what the. I think it's called a no. It's not obsession. There's a video they made like a motivational video of him speaking, you know, and like working out I and stuff it, like that. I think it is obsession. No, that's a different one. Obsession is like where he's talking about his his magnificent obsession. Yeah, and it's like he starts. He's talking like a preacher almost. He's like yeah. he's magnificent like an obsession. Preacher. Yeah, and he. Uh, but there's another one where the way the video ends is where, um, his he's saying his mom was like man, you're going to kill yourself like you're trying too hard. And he's like, I said, Mama, somebody got to be the baddest. I mean, I fucking love that, man. I love that that. shit. Somebody got to be the baddest. Somebody got to. Yeah. Just got to give them hell, man. That's why I say that's that's, that's why it's one of my catchphrases. It's just like simple. Yeah. (laughs) And like that, I feel like that encapsulates a lot. And I can't pretend to be C.T. Fletcher. But there is that one that I listen to sometimes. It's like just motivation. It's like a minute and 24 seconds. Like, you are the Terminator. You are the dragon. You are the destroyer. Yeah. You, are, you are the sidewalk cracking motherfucker. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. let's go. I'll yeah. be deadlift 135 pounds now. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know what, man? On on the topic of embracing parts of your masculinity, right? There, there really is something to be said about being okay with your best. Absolutely. I'm like six nine and a half, two hundred and forty pounds. You would think that as big as I would be, that I would be mentally and physically like one of the strongest people that you would know. And I'm not. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's this idea that just because you don't have X, Y, and Z stat that you can throw out th- that like you're not worthy as a man. And I know that Almost all of that is internalized because of our own insecurities that there isn't anybody actively in our life being like, oh, you can't bench 225, you're a fucking pussy. Like, it's mostly us being like... There's a few people in my life like that. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, there were in my life at one point. And so... But then you keep playing that story in your head and you keep re-embracing that part of your of your, like, mental conversation that you have, your mental... Your internal dialogue... And so then you go into the gym and you're like, man, do I even deserve to like em- try to emulate C.T. Fletcher? Because I'm only deadlifting 135 right now. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't at all. Human bodies are weird. I just have to make fun of myself or I feel like I'm not doing anything. For sure. But I learned recently that self, self-deprecation is self-deprecation is as egotistical or like narcissistic as just talking about yourself and being grandiose because it's still it's still about you and it's I just mean, it's just sure. a, it's just a different spin so people think i that just need to make people more comfortable with my own uh, narcissism for sure or you could just embrace your narcissism and just be like well, i'm an i'm an insane egomaniac and i believe that i can change the world and start a cult and heal people i mean it's pretty much what happened yeah 
so there it is. I mean, yeah, yeah do the fucking math. <laughs> yeah, but like the that thing is still it's the you're still just talking about yourself and so self-deprecation is like the shadow aspect of being grandiose because you're like you're like you think it's being humble by saying something negative about yourself and being like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm kind of a piece of shit, like whatever. But it's it's you trying to take yourself down a peg because you believe that that will make other people like you, if that makes sense. So it's still a way of like peacocking and doing the stuff. So I've been trying to do it less is what I'm trying to say. And uh, I don't know. I know that I'm it's just like, I know I'm just shitting me. on your entire sense of humor right now, and I'm sorry. You can, and it makes me want to do it more, so keep going. Okay. Honestly. All right. You know. I feel like it, we really got somewhere today. We got to a lot of places. Yeah. Um. I mean. What's next for you? What are you doing? What's next for me? Yeah. Um. So we leave for Malibu on Thursday, and that's going to be a really incredible, like, yeah, end of the we'll, year experience we'll see all that on your social media yeah, yeah. that's gonna be fucking tight and on its things and yeah that's that's inspiring for me yeah. yeah yeah i'll be sure to uh to make a fuss about it and and post the link to the video on my my page whenever it's done um and then after that i'm gonna um take a break from work and uh drive to pittsburgh and be with my family for a little bit i'll be able to see you a little bit and uh What's on your boy on New Year's Eve, I'm going into isolation for two days, and uh, I'm going to just sit in silence with no phone and just water and you. a notebook, maybe some LSD. I don't know. I love doing that shit. Yeah. If I can, when I can. Yeah, like, I kind of want to do it sober just to, like, see what happens. I feel like that's the move. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just cleanse yourself. Yeah. I think just seeing what comes up naturally and... um yeah, I've always tried to party on New Year's and it never it never works. I never have like an amazing New Year's. No, I've had one. <laughs> I think. Was it the one at my house like when we were teenagers? Yeah, when we were like 18, drinking fucking Johnny Walker. Yeah, and like Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only you wake up feeling awesome the next day. I miss that. Yeah, remember? I miss that. Yeah. I don't now... miss drinking though. Now, if I don't take my minerals before bed, I feel groggy in the uh, morning. I preach sobriety these days while the alcohol, but you know, everything else. Listen, there, okay. There's this weird, this weird thing that we're doing in our culture because alcohol is the most like normalized drug that we have. And it's like, it's advertised on TV and we're like allowed to poisonous, destructive, fattening, expensive. Yeah. But (laughs) we have this weird, we have this weird thing where we kind of have to like tiptoe around the issue because we know so many people that are completely consumed by this thing. Fuck them. Well, hold on. So <laughs> the thing that we, we do is we're like, we're like, Oh, well like, it's okay to like have a couple drinks here and there. And like, if you want to have a beer and everyone's like, Hey, let me have my beer. Just let me have my beer. Let me enjoy my beer. And of course, let you me show as up a, to work on mushrooms then for sure. So let, as, as a human that preaches personal sovereignty, you are of course allowed to do that. And I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm still going to just just be me, and you're going to be you, and that's going to be cool. But I find it really, really odd that we're not allowed to be like, uh, hey, man, that shit's not good for you. You know? I mean, I feel like we are allowed to do that. You, but you but, might get some, you might get some looks or something. Yeah, you but might it's like, feel like you don't want to be that like pretentious. Freedom. Yeah, you don't want to be that pretentious person. But at the same time, I find it really odd that it's pretentious to be like, 
hey, you're sick all the time because you drink two beers every night. Listen, like, my nickname in a thorough world country was Tequila Jesus. Okay, I feel like I can like preach on like you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can drink. You can have fun. Like I've done all that shit. Yeah. So I feel like coming from. That's why I like people like John Joseph and shit. You uh, know what I mean? That's like lived like a crazy lifestyle and like preaches health and wellness. And it's like, hey, I did all that shit, man. Like you're good, but like trust me. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is not what you want to do. Yeah. And because that's because like I fuck with you. I am you. But yeah. stop. That's that's the way I feel feel now about my path. I'm just like, hey man, truly, like, if you want to do heroin and kill yourself, I don't I don't encourage it, but like I welcome it in a way where yeah. it's like that's that's a part of the human experience and if that's the way you want to go out, you have the freedom to do that. But <laughs> there's like huge but the things you could do if you didn't do heroin and kill yourself are fucking remarkable. And so it's just like I don't know, man. Everything's a balance. I feel like you can be too consumed in health and wellness and psychedelics too, and just like not get anything done because you're just like thinking about shit and like without putting forth like the actual physical work and sobriety that needs to take place too. You know, it's a whole, yeah. It's, There's it's, it's, a it's just different forms of of addiction. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I realized recently is that a lot of people that are um, like consumed by their fitness routine is they're hiding from something. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's their most of the time. Their, that's their Myself addiction. Myself included when I, you know, first started. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, the more um, compassionate and ultimately like constructive way that I've started approaching the gym is it's like I'm building my temple. Like I'm building the thing that's going to support the energy that's going to help people, that's going to do better in the world as opposed to like, I'm going to go get my demons out, which there's a time and a place for that where you definitely just need the physical exertion and release. Of course. But it's like if you're going into the gym for some sort of like self-loathing reason because you just feel like you're not good enough and you're just going to push yourself because you fucking hate yourself like some David Goggins kind of thing. Yeah, you think about the girl that didn't want to blow you in high school, so you're bench pressing. How do you like me now? Listen to Pantera. Yeah, it's not good. Is that a personal anecdote? Yeah. For sure. Fuck yeah. Yeah, same. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, dude. It's so it's so odd like how much Man, I wish like I I wish that I was like more just like balanced and like of course. Yeah, like that experience was blessed, but like here and there I'll just be like you fucking bitch, you know, like inside my head and I'm like, "Man, like how how do you still feel that way after all these years it's just important to talk about because it's like we have all this and it's like to deny all that and act like we're above all that is like false yeah yeah exactly and so like man i i just just recently i got like super upset about this girl that i used to see like a couple months ago and i was just like why did i not let that go you know it just like resurfaced randomly i was doing uh i was doing shoulder presses and i was just like this is for you and then i stopped myself and was like no this is for me sorry i was getting i was getting like sucked into that like self-loathing like i'm gonna do something to prove myself to someone else kind of thing and you know i got i stopped myself got back got back to the real reason why you get into the gym is to be better that happens to me on going on me a lot too like 
disappointed in myself with how I acted in a relationship or like in a interaction or something. And I think that it happened like so long ago yeah. and I'm like, wow, I'm really just going to be better because like, fuck you in that situation. It's yeah. just like, man, you're just, you're just like, give yourself a hug and like, keep going, man. Like be, don't do it again. But like, yeah. you don't need to like take that shit out on your, uh, quads, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, cause that's, I mean, we're going to have to wrap this up right now. Um, but it's nine eleven. It is nine eleven. On that note, let's, yeah. let's mic drop it and just say what's up to George Bush. Okay. Ooh, too soon for the nine eleven joke. Yeah, it's it's uh it has to be um like before nine eleven to make a joke because as soon as it passes in the year, then it's like you can't make any more jokes. So at January first, you can start again. I love you, man. Thank you. I love you too. Um. You be good to yourself. Mm-hmm. All the listeners, please be good to yourselves and others. Of good course, be good to yourself so that you can be good to others. That's kind of my stance on things. And to wrap all the ideas that we've talked about up, that's why I put myself in really uncomfortable, really difficult situations so that I can be better for others. Same. And while you go do your mission, I'm going to uh, listen to music and get this workout on now. In solitude. Yeah, you it's gonna um, be awesome. Can't wait. Enjoy, man. I don't know what I'm gonna listen to, but I'm gonna think about that. And I've, I can get, I can fuck in the sports performance room right now, right? I can get in there. I think you should be able to. I don't yeah. see why not. Yeah. There's no. There's usually nothing going on in there right now. I love this place, and I can't wait to be back. And for all of you out there that don't know about on it, and my boy, check them out because it'll change your life for the better. Yeah, Love if you, you uh, if you look look up W Y A T T H A G E R T Y Wyatt Haggerty on Instagram, you will find all of my shit, and you can see the work that I'm attempting to do. You can find um, my podcast on iTunes. It's called Predicaments with Wyatt Haggerty. It's way more serious than this. It's yeah, very good. Talk about. Getting molested and shit. Lift weights, eat ass. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's... I'm going to make my own own clothing brand. (laughs) Sex comes lifting. Lift weights, eat ass. Yeah. Good. That's fucking awesome, yeah. yeah, um, And also, check out my magnum opus right now is the Aubrey Marcus podcast. It's fucking awesome. If you go on the... um, Go on the YouTube, you can see... The uh, the video portion of that we uh, put that together myself and a guy named Ryan Giles who works here who's an amazing human being and Dude's is basically he's fucking hilarious yeah. and he's he's basically responsible for the quality of the podcast in audio and video increasing and he just handed it off to me and I was like dope and so now. The two of us work together in producing that thing and it's a fucking monster dude like yeah it's a huge thing. It's a it's amazing how many people it reaches and it's really it's really fucking awesome. And then the microcosm of that is the Fit for Service Mastermind, which um is myself and a hundred and fifty other people hundred and fifty other people doing, you know, the most transformative and like balls deep emotional, mental, physical, spiritual work that you could possibly do. And it's like it's beautiful and I'm such so honored to be a part of it and i could go on talking about it for another like 15 20 minutes and uh i won't because we'll do it next time yeah next time thanks texas rest in peace dime bag see you later yeah All i right. love you man love you too thank you for coming thank you for coming yeah death comes
did that door just open? 